Welcome, 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 welcome to episode 89 of the Eavesdrop Podcast. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. And I'll tell you a little bit more about them later on in this episode. Why am I slunched? Why is my chair set up this way, Matt? God kind of slunched, too. Mr. Garrett, GM Golf, is in the building as Mr. Nick Mania Kirshner is walking in. He fucking thinks that he's going to play Minecraft right there. He's not. <laughs> he's going to sit his ass over there. Uh, anyway. Welcome to the show, man. Thank Appreciate you. you. Thank you for coming back. We've yeah. been trying to do this podcast for the past uh, two to three weeks, and we haven't been able to get it together, man. And it's, bit, it's mostly on my side, and I apologize. <laughs> no, that's okay. It all came together. So, Thank maniac. you for having me. How's it going? Got the new haircut. You see that? Got the lines. Like a soccer player. Um, oh, man, where do we begin with you? Um. A, a a viral golfing sensation. You've been, you've gone viral more times than anybody that I know, really. Um, really? Yeah, I don't know anyone that that cons- consistently goes as viral as you do. Not in gaming. Not, I mean, I, I guess, uh, and I mean like other people pick it up. Like ESPN's picked you up. Sports Illustrated's picked you up. Like how many times? Even like sniper clips and stuff like that. They don't go. Oh, that's a thing of the past, man. That's crazy. Um, I mean, I don't even know. I can't really count because. I mean, there were, when I started on Instagram and I was doing all trick shots, it was just, the only goal was to go viral. Right? Yeah. Now it's like more YouTube, so I'm a little less concerned on if a trick shot pops off or whatever. Yeah. I'm more focused on YouTube, but I still, you know, obviously want to go on SportsCenter and stuff like that. But in that beginning, that's when SportsCenter was hitting because I was doing like these crazy golf trick shots that, I mean, were just different than I think a lot of people have done in the past. So. Yeah. Sports so, pick that up. so to give everybody an idea of who you are, and I'll let you give yourself a little intro there. But the, uh, so for those of you, who, for those of you who don't know or aren't into golf um, or aren't, everybody that watches this is super into YouTube, the influencer sort of stuff, right? So for me, doing the influencer thing in gaming for the last decade or so has made me realize that you know YouTube is a place for everybody to be successful if they find something that they're passionate about and they want to create content around it. More often than not, there are people, millions of people who are interested in the same thing that you are interested in, right? Whether it's drawing, whether it's dogs, whether it's pets, whether it's golf, whether it's basketball. I mean, you go across all these different you know, things and there is an opportunity for you to make a living off of something that you love doing. Right. So, did I sort of all-encompass say you're just a, a, a golfing YouTuber? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what it is. Golfing YouTuber started with trick shots on Instagram. Yeah. Transitioned to YouTube. Now I'm doing more, like, YouTube vlogs, like challenges, vlogs and stuff. stuff like that. Yeah. What, what? Where did it start? Like, when did you start golfing? So, I started about, like, seven years ago, and it's kind of a funny story because I always did— You're 19? No, I'm 20. 20, okay. Yeah, so right. I, was, I was 13, like, turning 14, mm-hmm. and I always hated golf. My friends were, like— always trying to convince me, come golfing, it's a lot of fun. I was like, no, that's kind of a stupid sport. It doesn't yeah. even seem like a sport. It seems super boring, you yeah. know, because I played baseball, I played soccer. And then I finally got convinced to go to the golf course, and we go to this par three course. And um, on the last hole, my friend and I tie. We tie overall. I tie my friend who's been playing golf for a little bit. And he's like, well, we got to go to a playoff hole. So we go replay the hole, and I made a hole in one. No. First time ever playing. And so for those of you guys who do not know, if you don't play golf, hole-in-ones are very rare. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, this is all skill. I was like, I'm so good, blah, blah, yeah. When in reality, it was just all luck. Yeah. I mean, Do you that, think it was luck? It was luck, 100%. I mean, hole-in-ones rarely happen. I've had, I think, like four or five now. But you're aiming at it. You're, you're obviously aiming at the hole, but it is so rare. I mean, the chances of it actually going in are like next to zero. It's unreal. Really? Yeah. So I just, but can thing, a golfer go his entire life without hitting a hole in one? It happens all the time. All the time. Has Tiger hit a hole in one? Yes. How many? Do you think? I don't even know. I think like 19, 20 or something. Really? Oh, well, I think over so 20. Is yeah. that luck? No. I mean, I think it, it has, obviously, you have to have skill to hit yeah. it towards the hole. Your goal is to make it, but it going in takes a lot of luck. And I, I'll stand by that because. You can sit up on a on a shot, 180 yards, 160 yards. You could hit a thousand balls and never make one. Yeah. In fact, like the European Tour, which is a you know you have the PGA Tour and then you have the European Tour. Pro golfers, 
they do these these videos where they'll get up on a tee box and they'll hit a bunch of shots, see how many times it takes them to make it. And multiple times, not even a, like a, a pro golfer can't even make it. Yeah. And they'll be there all day, eight hours to 12 hours. So, yeah, I mean, it takes a lot of luck. I went golfing with uh, Nate Shot and, and company, um, Fwiz and Spencer and a whole bunch of Richard Webb or Chevy. And uh, and we came up to a to a what do you call it par? What do you call it? A, a hole? Uh, yeah, par three, par four, par five. I don't know what it was. Okay, but it was it, you can you can do it. Like if you gave me a baseball bat, I'm gonna blow my nose. Okay. <laughs> in baseball, or if you give me a baseball bat and a and a baseball, I'm gonna shoot it in that direction. I can make it there. I don't right. know. I, I obviously won't make it mostly because the ball's too big to go in the hole. Right. Anyway, so it was it was uh, it was long enough. To where he could make it, and people have been getting near the near the hole in every shot. So, I didn't know, I I, I knew, but I don't know why I forgot that you had to be quiet during that. <laughs> anyway, just like in Call of Duty, right? Blame lag, blame any reason. We, me, and I uh, think uh, Courage were just talking shit. We're making fun of someone, <laughs> and Matt got so Nate got so mad because he swung. He's like, "Gosh, God damn it!" I said, "Be quiet." I said, "Comms." I said, "Comms." I said, "Comms," and I was like, "I felt bad, right?" Like I'm, I, I wasn't like. I don't know. I wasn't confrontational, but I was like, yo, well, chill the fuck out, dude. Don't talk to me like that. It wasn't like that. Right. So I did feel bad because I knew better, but I still did. We're talking about burying a body. Like if I was gonna bury a body, I'd, but you know, the courage is like, yeah, we'll put it like right next to the to the to the you know, it's like <laughs> where job. where it's heavy traffic because no one's ever gonna look there. They're gonna go into the woods and do... <laughs> don't ask me how or why courage was talking to me about this or I, I don't know who brought it up. Neither here or there, but Matt was really really mad. But that event or that that uh that outing made me want to to golf, right? Every right. single time I, I go out and golf, it makes me want to golf. But once I get home, it just there's never like uh I, I I'm just not into it. Big right. timer has been golfing a lot with uh, our friend Rambo Ray, who uh who's the coach of the Dallas Empire, and uh and he's a massive golfer. Uh, right. Rambo Rambo yeah Ray, uh not big T but big T swinging. You know he's he's got anything. I'm like, Man, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta. I gotta fix it. But I can't even go now because of my back. So it was just. I feel like it was not meant to be for me. But it is. And then, and then I watched the Tiger Woods documentary. Have you right. seen it? I have not seen it. It's yet. so good, except for the fact that they. I was gonna say they paint him to be a womanizer, which I mean, you know, obviously he is. But I don't know if womanizer is the right thing. He just loves women, all right. of them. He, he wants to. to the- I, yeah, and I heard something about I don't I don't know where I read it. Maybe it was his agent or manager or something didn't love the way that it was no. painted. The and I haven't watched it yet, so I wanna I wanna watch it to see how it. So I is. I'm I obviously, you know I, I uh, I'm I'm interested in it. You know I'm interested in the sport. The same, I, I mean I, I play as much golf as I play basketball, right? right? Which is nothing at all <laughs> ever. Uh, but I, I grew up playing ball, like every everything except for golf. Even though my, my friends went golfing, that was just like the sport that I never really got into. I would go right. just because there was nothing to do, but I never really got the swing of things. <laughs> uh, okay, so you're you're in uh, you're 13, going to be 14. Yes. All your friends are trying to get you to go. Yeah. You finally go, get the hole in one. That started your. That's I mean yeah obviously that started everything. Um, three months later, I actually got another hole in one on the same hole. So after that, I was like, all right, I just got to play. I just got to go for it. And then every day, I mean, I quit right after that. I quit soccer. I quit baseball. um, And then I just, I practiced every single day, four or five hours every day. The first goal was to go pro. Like I wanted to be a PGA Tour player. And then I discovered, you know, you can make videos and do all that stuff. And my passion has kind of changed a little bit. Yeah. still golf, obviously. So you're... It happens a lot, right? Like Rob, Perrick, the Guggen, the Guggen boys. At some point or another, like, yeah, you know, I wish I could go pro and 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 fish. But the second that YouTube comes in and you see that you can make a living off of doing what you love to do without the seriousness of it, right. being serious in your own way, being being uh, dedicated, being um, being super disciplined on, on on your craft. That's one thing, right? right? On your terms. When you have to go and get up at four a.m., when you have to go and do all of these uh, golf uh, tournaments, that's that's a different kind of discipline, a different kind of uh, yeah. uh, mentality to it. Yeah, so, and and part of me, like I, there has still been this idea that that would be 
something that I would like to pursue. In the back of my mind, I still think about that. Yeah. And maybe, you know, five years, six years down the road, I might give it a try. Mm -hmm. But it just takes so much time and effort. I mean, you would have to take everything outside of literally just making the video and get it. So any part of the business side of YouTube and any of that would have to just go to the side and you would have to focus on only playing golf and practicing golf and then having a videographer edit and film for you nonstop. And that's the only thing you could do. Yeah. And everything else playing call of duty till 2am out the window, everything else out the window. (laughs) I mean, and that's what I do right now and I love it. And I, I love the lifestyle that we all live and I'm enjoying it. So I really don't, I don't want to change what I'm doing for a long period of time until maybe one day. I don't know. Good. So you got a chance to play with a bunch of professional golf uh, people. You were playing with uh, Jordan Spieth most recently. Uh, Bryce and DeChambeau. Was oh, probably Bryce the most and DeChambeau. Okay. Yeah. 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 And and that's really that's I, I, a lot of them are from here, right? From from Dallas. Yeah. There are. I don't know exactly how many, but there are a lot. I know Bryson's from here. A lot of the a lot of the pro golfers live in Jupiter, West Palm area, though. That's the main. That's like kind of the the golf capital of the nation, probably. In Florida. Yeah. Is that where you guys keep going down there? Yeah. You guys just. Uh, you hooked up with my boy uh, Josh from Black to Page. Mm-hmm. Did you guys catch him? Oh yeah, we yeah. got three. It three was, big ones. Yeah. Did you I catch mean, any? Yeah, I did. Bro, that fight, it's amazing. Cause I've been deep sea fishing a couple times, but like fighting a shark from the shore is different. Cause you got to move around on the beach and everything. It was so fun. That's that's easier, I think, in my opinion, than it is to be on a boat. If you're catching, I have never caught a group or anything like that, so I would probably agree. The only deep sea fish is like tuna or mahi mahi is what I've caught. So. Yeah. I don't know. The shark just fought different. <laughs> uh, it, 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 they do. I, I fought mine for 20 minutes, and then he got off. But it was a big one, a 400-pound yeah. uh, one. That's what Josh said. That's and insane. It, I'll never do it again. It was just not my thing. Really? I, yeah, not my thing. I love fishing. I just came from a weekend of fishing. Um, and I, it's, it's Florida, Florida strained bass in, uh, in, in Mexico. Uh, but even the little two pounders fought so hard, and maybe it's the rod I was using a heavy action one, so maybe it bent a little bit too quickly right. or whatever. But they were fighting, and then it, it it transported me back to three three to four years ago when I was fishing with them, and I hooked onto the shark, and it was six foot swells, and I was like levitating off the off the uh, off the boat, so I'd be like this, like it would it would hit a wave, and it'd be like this, right? Right. Oh, and then hit my nuts. Uh, so. I, it's just not my thing. It, from the sea, I would. Oh, I'm sorry. From the shore, I would have loved to do that because there, at least, right. I can dig my dig my feet into the sand and like use my around. entire body for leverage. I can move around. Where in the boat, you're like sort of strapped. You know, you're in you're in their territory. Right. So if you go over, he's 400 feet underwater in 10 seconds, and then yeah. you're dead, right? Because you can't swim fast enough to right. get there. The little air that you caught in panic. No, <laughs> not my thing. Uh, I like it though. I mean, it's 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 one of those one of those things where I will do it again only for sure. Right. No, you should definitely try that because I mean, I I was kind of in the other in the other boat where we had only gone out on a boat and we'd only done deep deep sea fishing and I enjoy that a lot. And then going on the shore, I felt like was even more fun. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what I'll enjoy doing most probably. So all through high school, uh, you're you're sort of becoming this viral sensation. Right? Or was it after high school? Uh, I mean, it was probably towards maybe junior year, if I had to guess. I mean, it's 2016 is when I started. Yeah. I don't think I really gained any traction until probably 20, maybe mid to late 2017. Yeah. Um, I don't know the exact dates, but that's that's my guess. I mean, I would assume. Man, the I, I always wonder what, what it does to, to people in high school who become super popular on the internet. Um so, so you did have moments? I, I had it easy because I was homeschooled. Oh, yeah. okay. I went to an academy, so like it was three days a week, um, very minimal. Yeah. Kind of walked in, walked out, Yeah. played golf for the golf Any team. Any reason as to why you were homeschooled? My parents, they really wanted it so they could just like teach me and I could kind of learn at my my best pace. And I, I'm very grateful for it. It gave me a lot more time to do it. So all through high school, I, like when you were homeschooled all through all through, all through high school, yeah. Oh, okay. We homeschool our daughter for the very same reasons that I'm sure your parents did. So Liv, who's 11, uh, who should be in sixth grade, is or she should be in fifth grade. I don't know. 
I'm a bad dad. But <laughs> Judith knows all the information. At least one of the parents is doing good. Uh, but yeah, we homeschool her, and we we were we always like talk about and discuss like when she should be you know put into the system essentially. Right. And I don't know if we ever will because of of the way that the education you know system is right now. Yeah, I mean, well. And I won't get into details, but I think a big reason why I really liked it is because when you go to a public school, they don't teach the individual. They yeah. teach the class. Yeah. And then you kind of have to just follow along. Even if you're not getting it, sometimes I feel like you could fall behind mentally and just not learn as well. Yeah. As if you're homeschooled, you can take more time on a certain subject yeah. if you need to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. So. That's cool. So you've never been in the in the public system or any... I went to college for a year. You did? Yeah. Where? Uh, Kansas City, Kansas Community College. Okay, you're from Kansas. Yeah. Um, how was that? How was that experience? It was. I, I, it the, was fine. The reason I'm telling you this is because <laughs> I know what I would have done. Okay, I would have been a Maddie, right? I go to. Did you go to college? You went to college for a little bit, right? Three years to college. Did you party hardy, Marty, Maddie? Okay, that would have been me. <laughs> I would have been hooked immediately. I'm like, holy shit, <laughs> girls everywhere, fucking fun. So I I was actually ineligible for NCAA. Uh, like playing golf for NCAA oh my God, because why? of, well, so it, it's kind of a long story, but basically I, I think it was at like 11,000 followers and I made one of my first viral trick shots and it got an ESPN. So which, which was the trick shot? I don't even remember exactly what it was, but technically ESPN was making money off my likeness and we talked to the NCAA and this is kind of right as I was looking at colleges, wanting to see if I wanted to go play. Yeah. And what they told me was you either have to delete your videos um, or make your account private and don't pursue this social media career in any way until you're done with NCAA yeah. or choose to not do the NCAA. And I was like, well, this is what I'm most passionate about, so I'm not doing the NCAA. So the devil incarnate, the most evil organization on the planet, says to you, hey, you have to delete all your, delete all your shit because we can make money off of you, but you can't make money off of you. Right. As they do with every single athlete in the world. <laughs> Most scummy, pieces of shit organization ever. Ever. Yeah. It is most ridiculous. I always say this. Esports right now has the opportunity to be the one to bring down that evil, evil empire. How so? Well, if you are a college athlete who's really good at Call of Duty, who has a following on Call of Duty, who has a sponsorship in Call of Duty, as a college athlete, you're not allowed to make money. But there are college esports opportunities. Right. And little by little, they're going to realize that you can't keep... If you have a, a scump sort of player, a maniac right. sort of player in college, and they're so good at something that they that they get sought out by sponsors, you think that college kid is going to stay there? And no. then at that point, you think the college is going to be like, holy shit, it's either a championship or we let him go and go do right. his thing. So I think that little by little... I mean, think about the amount of people that do Twitch, right? right? Uh, they're earning money that way. And if the NCAA allows an athlete to make money off of Twitch then they have to allow it for everybody else and little by little it's going to get chopped down to 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 nothing to what it should be right yeah and i think there is some progress being made in that area even just with golf mm -hmm. um i don't know the exact year that it's being put into place but i think they're putting that into place where you can make money off your image and the stuff thing like that, with so. that is like why not split it then what yeah i'll give i'll give my college 30 right. percent of my earnings mm -hmm. why not? just because you yeah. know what i mean uh, I give my agent already, you know, twenty percent. I'll give up half of my thing until I I go pro, and then I don't have to give them anything. Yeah. Um, because it's it helps, man. There's a lot of athletes out there that have poor families that have that come from, you know, some very shitty, you know, upbringings and situations that were put in, and there's, you know, you can't even pay rent. Some parents right. are out there, and while you can, you could have a good living for your yeah, family. Yeah, you have the talent to do so, yeah. and yet they're holding you back. Yeah. All right, so you, you chose the right path, right? Yeah. You said, you know what? Thank you. I'll educate myself, and I just won't play, won't play golf. Yeah. Um, regret it? No, so <laughs> not at all. <laughs> but basically what happened was uh, the community college I was eligible for, not, not NCAA. Yeah. Especially because I hadn't actually made a single dime when I was ineligible, not a single penny. And so going into community college, my parents have always wanted me to go to college, have yeah. a backup plan or something like that. So I went for a year and I was like, I mean, I can't remember the exact numbers, but I wasn't making that much money per month. And then one summer hit after that year 
and it was like really good. Every month was just progressively getting better. I was making off of YouTube, yeah, and sponsorships or just just YouTube? just mainly YouTube. Yeah. I had done a couple sponsorships, but it was like a killing of a summer. And then after that, I was like, I was talking to my parents. I was like, is this something that I should do? Maybe drop out. And after like a lot of conversations, probably a month of conversations, they were yeah. like, you know what? You should actually drop out because yeah. you would be stupid not to pursue your dreams. Yeah. So how, how do you think that conversation would have gone if you would have been a professional Call of Duty player? Do you think they would have been as supportive? If I, so my parents are just like very literal when it comes to that. It's like if, if they see something coming through the door and it's, it's something that I enjoy and it's making money, it's yeah. successful and they can tell that I'm having a good time doing it. I think they're going to support it. Yeah. Um, if they see potential in it. So if it was quality, you know, I was making money, I think yeah. they would support it. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Like, like one of the, one of the main, uh, issues that we see in gaming a lot of the times is like hey you know I'm, I'm really good i have a following i'm good at call of duty i'm good at whatever esport my parents think that i should have a backup plan my parents think that you know it's affecting my grades and i'm like well dude fucking get good grades right you know if you if you do everything that they're asking you to do so you can pursue this thing if you're making money on this thing right. if you're seeing growth and you're also keeping up with your grades they shouldn't tell you anything right and right. that's what they want ultimately um that's very cool though so does your dad golf he he golfed for a while, but not yeah. really anymore. Like never. So that's cool. That's 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 always the one thing, right? Because your parents, as much as they're your parents, are also your peers in, right. in certain scenarios. And at times they and I'm guilty of this, we're sometimes too overprotective and we would rather have somebody take the the easy way out. Something that right. especially in a field that isn't necessarily proven already, by now a decade's worth of history has happened on YouTube and monetization right. of YouTube and being able to make a living on YouTube, that it makes it easier for any parent to be like, you know what, other people have done it, therefore you know, millions of people have done it, therefore it is an opportunity for people to I, and like I was kind of saying, if I was not if monetization was not a thing or I wasn't making any money at it, I'm sure my parents would say stay in college. You know, you need something to fall back on. But you see that and then they're like, All right, pursue it. You know. One of my notes here says that if you that your dad said if you make uh sixty thousand dollars from YouTube and golf, they you could drop that that was was that the deal? I think that was the number. I think that was the number. I don't remember exactly, but I'm pretty sure that was it. You yeah. hit that shit in one summer. What's up? You hit that shit in one summer. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, holy <laughs> shit. It was crazy. And he was like, he actually told me word for word. He said, you would be stupid to stay in school. Yeah. He's like, you got to do this. Yeah. And yeah. that was the that was the happiest day of my life because I knew I was free and yeah. I could just do what I wanted to do. Yeah. I was like, this is this is time. Yeah, this yeah. is the time. That's so cool. Man. Imagine, I mean, I, like a lot of people are in that situation right now, right? Where mm -hmm. they are in college or they are at work. Uh, they live at home still, and some some don't. But it, it, the, the the commonality and all that is that people are doing things that they don't want to do, knowing full well that they love doing something over there. They're just, uh, I don't know if it's pressure from the parents or pressure from bills or whatever that sort of keep them away from that dream. Right. And more importantly, keeps them away from the opportunity to be old and say, at least I tried it. At least I gave it a chance. Right. You know what I mean? That's what I was saying to myself is like, Let's say it fails in theory. I can go back to college. I can get a degree. Yeah. And then I can go do something else. Or yeah. I can try and find a job in, in the sport of golf. Yeah. Well, it's it's uh, it, most jobs ask for, and I've been out of the workforce close to 15 years now, most jobs ask for two years of experience in a certain field or a bachelor's degree in something. Right. So it's not like it's tough, you know, to, to meet those requirements. Um you know, for advertising, for example, I didn't go to advertising school, but if, you know, if all this failed, I would, I could go into advertising with no right. problem, 10 years of experience. Um, if you weren't doing what you're doing right now, what do you think you would be doing? I mean, that's, that's tough. I'd probably be pursuing pro golf. Yeah. If I didn't know. Okay. No golf is, no is golf. an option. I don't know. I don't, I mean, this is like kind of my everything. This is what. I just want to do no matter what. Sometimes that's the best thing, man. Yeah. When you don't have an option, when you don't have an if, how how often do you sit in front of your closet and you're like, mm, what's that? Right? How, what, right? What shirt am I gonna wear today? Right. How often do you go do, are, are on your DoorDash, hungry as hell, and you're just like, I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. Options yeah. waste time. Oh yeah. I understand why Einstein only wore the same thing. He didn't want to waste no time in figuring out what to wear. Right. You know what I mean? Um. So. 
it's good. I, I don't. I have many different things that I would be doing, but that's because I'm ADDSF and I'm just like all over the place. I could do anything. Any pick a single day, middle of the day. You tell me, it's like you should go into drawing. I'll start drawing. You should go into golf. Then I'll start. Obviously, like they say, well, I don't know how about I don't know about golf, but right. you know what I mean. Yeah. I just I just don't know. I don't I don't <laughs> think I have the um, now being 41 years old. I don't have what I used to have in terms of not wanting to suck at something. And right now, I know that I'm gonna have to go through like a like a six to seven month process of just like getting to be good enough to where I can go on a good golf outing with my friends. Right. You know what I mean? And I don't know if I have like the mental fortitude or the discipline to be out there every single day swinging the club. Just come to Top Golf. Let's go to Top Golf a couple of times. That's fun. Yeah. I mean, there's no pressure to do anything. Wings, just, nachos. Yeah, you just go hit balls. <laughs> Drinks. Exactly. Do you go to Top Golf, Matt? A lot? Yeah? How often are you guys there? A lot. Every day? <laughs> no, not Top Golf. Every other day? Yeah. Maybe average every. Maybe do you two swing times a golf a club every single day? Yes, every single day, every day. And do you record that that same that content? Yeah, I mean, there's almost the well. Okay, when the snowstorm hit, I couldn't play golf, obviously, so didn't really missed film. opportunity. Yes, you could have yeah. painted the spray painted the the balls black. And yeah, had a, I've done that before. And yeah, I just yeah. I don't know. I lost some motivation when the snowstorm hit. Yeah. If I'm being honest, that week I was like. This kind of sucks. It I, does suck. I, I would rather be in, in Florida playing in the heat. Yeah. I'll just take a break is what I basically yeah, said. Yeah, play but, Call of Duty. Yeah, play Call of Duty. That's literally what we did all day. I would We would play Call of Duty, and I would go drift my Jeep. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Was it fun? Oh, yeah. I saw videos. It was I tried to drift uh, the uh, the Raptor. Eh, couldn't do it. I was just too <laughs> big. Didn't work. No, I, I, it worked, but I was it was just too too big of a thing. I feel like, it, yeah, it could work. Turn that traction control off. Yeah. No, I, I just, I don't, I don't, I like seeing people do it. I'm just not the one to do it. It's like, I'm too, uh, I don't know. It's just not my thing. Right. But I tried it, but I was driving in the middle of the street and there was nobody around. So I just turned that corner and I'm yeah. like, didn't do a, a full donut, but I, but I went up. I, I, I think everybody, every, does it snow in Kansas? Oh yeah. Yeah. All the time. So you, you grew up in snow. Yeah. I think people like us who grew up in the snow had, had and wanted nothing to do with that storm last last uh, last yeah. month uh, last week. It was yeah. I mean, like I just I liked the vibe because I was just in the house playing Call of Duty. Yeah, and then I would go drive, but I didn't want to be out in the snow. I never sledded or anything like that. Did you play Call of Duty in uh, in high school? Like, what was the what was your first Call Black of Duty? Ops 2. Black Ops Two. Yeah. Okay, the good one. Yeah. Yeah. So you played league play and all that. No, I mean, I just Pubs? I just played for fun. Yeah. With friends. It, yeah. Yeah, I'd go. I so. I, I never had video games growing up. It just was never a thing in our house. All right, hold on. Let me say hi to the sponsors, and then I want to hear your video game story because I'm I'm interested. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you play that. Yes, yeah, so just give me a second while I say hi to the sponsors. In this case, it's DoorDash coming back. I Look, I'm not even going to tell you. DoorDash is the sponsor for the eavesdrop podcast, and I certainly appreciate the support uh, simply because, obviously, when you're recording, when you're editing, when you're doing the stuff that we do on a daily basis, you don't have time to also go home and cook. If you, if you live alone, especially, or if you are the one that's in charge of cooking, you don't want to get home and tell the wife, say, baby, I don't have food ready. You know, tell the kids, I don't have food ready. So what you do is before you leave, you can choose from over 300,000 restaurants across the United States, uh, Canada, Puerto Rico, I think, was one of them. Let me see. Where are we at? Um, anyway, neither here or there. Whether it's dinner, whether it's lunch, whether it's breakfast, you can get something done for you, right? Like you can take a shower and then have your drink delivered by the time that you get in your car. DoorDash has already delivered you coffee, so you can be on your way to work with a with a smile on your face, right? A new year means a new you, but when it comes to what you're craving, maybe that's still the old you. Order your old favorites or try something new with DoorDash. New year, same couch, resolutions are here, but this year they might look a little different. Let DoorDash focus on dinner so you can focus on the resolutions that matter, right? DoorDash connects you with the restaurants that you love right now, right at your door. And now you can get grocery essentials you need with DoorDash, too. Get drinks, snacks, and other household items delivered in under an hour. In fact, I ordered some uh, some drinks from 7-Eleven, and while they were there, they brought me some hand sanitizer as well. And it was super quick. I didn't have to do the whole Amazon thing where you order, and then the following day it gets. No, this thing came straight from 7-Eleven, which is pretty cool. With over 300,000 partners in U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, as I said before, you can support your neighborhood go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Popeye's, 
Shout out to Popeyes, uh, Chipotle, and the Cheesecake Factory. Right for a limited time, our listeners can get twenty five percent off and zero delivery fees on their first order of fifteen dollars or more when you download the DoorDash application and enter code Eavesdrop twenty twenty one. That's E A V E S D R O P two zero two one for twenty five percent off. I don't believe or trust that anybody can get on DoorDash or order anything from a restaurant and it be anything less than twenty five bucks to begin with, let alone. $15 or more. Right? Can, like one burger costs 15 bucks. Uh, anyway, neither here nor there, as I like to say. So up to $10 in value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash application in the App Store and enter code EAVESDROP2021. I see you typing the, the code there. Thank you. Uh, don't forget, that's eavesdrop2021 for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change in the terms, do apply. So again, huge shout out to them. Let's get back to my man Garrett. All right, so tell me your Call of Duty story. You went somewhere to someone's house? Yeah, no, I had a neighbor um, that I'd just go over to his house pretty much every night, and we would play Black Ops too. And that's like, like, do you switch controllers off or? No, no, we would we would play split screen or, yeah, we just go we'd switch off every once in a while. But that was that was the one game, and still to this day, that was still my favorite. Yeah, Call of Duty. Yeah, Call of Duty two or just Call of Duty in general. Just Call of Duty Black Ops too, yeah. What do you, you play Warzone now, or yeah, do you play I play. Multi- we play Warzone multiplayer every once in a while. When you say yeah. we, we're talking about the boy. You're the yeah, boys, yeah. the good, good boys. Yeah. So tell me about. Okay, so let's let's talk a little about Call of Duty, and then we'll get into like the house and yeah. and and all that. Um, so you, you've been playing since Black Ops two. Do you play it every single year? Do you have your own system now? Do you have your own setup? Yeah. No, what? I have my own setup, but. We want to get gaming PCs and yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Do it. I'm, uh, we're do it the good way. We were talking about. I, I've always wanted to do a series on YouTube called, uh, I'm not going to tell you the name, but it's essentially, I go, it's like it's like um, the ultimate gaming house from Dr. Pepper uh, from way back in the day on, on MLG, but I want to do that my way um, with our, you know, our, the, the way that we do things, right? So so better. No no sh- <laughs> no shots. No shots at my people at MLG, obviously. Uh, but, I, but I do want to do that, and I, we talked about maybe starting with your room, and there's, four, how many people live in the house? I mean, now it's it's on and off four or five. Four or five? Yeah. And, uh, but basically, like, we have seven people that are in and out of the house every day. So you have your editors, and then you have yeah. your, you guys. Yeah. Um, and they all play Call of Duty? I would say, I mean, everyone, me, Bubby, and Steven are the, the main three that will yeah. play all the time. And then Max, one of the editors, plays. And then Matt. Who's the best out of the team? Probably me, yeah. Yeah, probably or me. W- would they agree? They, I, Bubby would definitely agree. Steven's pretty competitive, so yeah. Steven, if you're watching this, yeah, yeah, yeah. so he won't agree. He probably won't agree. <laughs> Let's one v one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, did you grow up uh, watching any YouTube videos on Call of Duty? Did you watch anyone? So I watched two people in Black Ops Two: Scump, yeah, and Pamash. Pamash, yeah. really? Yeah, those are the two. I only watched them, and I only watched Call of Duty for Black Ops Two. And yeah. After that, I just kind of was like, "Yeah." Really, Scumper yeah. Jumper. You you've met him, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah, at the party. Yeah. That was uh that that party was like super, uh, so very safe, right? We'll start there. It was a very safe get together. Yes. Um, but it was essentially just uh all all of the the all of our groups, right? It was like uh Optic. It was good, good, and it was the Googans. We were celebrating the Googan. Uh, you know, round of investment that closed, and it was a celebratory dinner, but it was packed. Oh yeah, yeah. It it was a really really good time. Oh yeah, and awesome. uh, one of the one of the things is like Ramble Ramble played for for me way back in the day. One of the original. He he won me like three or four championships in in Call of Duty. Um, and then he he went on to Envy, I think, when when we put Nate shot at the when, you know, to replace him. Um, and he hit me up. He's like, "Yo, how do you know the good good guys? Like, how do you know GM Golf? Can you introduce me to GM Golf?" I was like, "And I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, for sure, right? Like, yeah, of course. That's funny. I haven't, right? I, well, I did at the party, but you know, he's been saying, "Yo, let, tell him that I, I want to go play. Let's go, let's go to Top Golf." And I'm like, "Man, my fucking back hurts and shit." <laughs> so I don't know, but it was good. Um, I, I like I like when when people from different genres of YouTube like get and co mingle because that's the level of collaboration that you need to really like explode into into other different things when you have it was me when you have um 
when when you have a YouTube channel, collaborative work is one of the most important things. Like, not for everyone, but one of the most important things to sort of transcend your current plateau that you're in right now. Right. Have you ever collabed with with anyone? Uh, like, yeah. How did you guys came to be? What's up? How did you guys come to be? Oh, so, well, basically, obviously, I started YouTube, and then Matt, one of my friends, just. I mean, I met him, I think, like five years ago, and then we started hanging out a couple winters ago, um, I think 2018, 2019, or whatever it was, and I was like, I just saw something in him. I was like, you have a great personality. He does. And I enjoyed being around him, so we just started hanging out, making some Instagram stuff, and then got him on my YouTube channel, and then after that, I've been best friends with Steven my whole life, uh, since birth, literally. Really? Yeah. Yeah, our families have just been close our whole lives, so... I was like, I, you know, I'd be like, Steve, do you want to come out, film, whatever? We just had a fun time. And then one summer, that summer that I was in college, um, it just kind of started popping off. That's how us three met. Micah was my cousin, or he's my cousin. We started. Really? So, yeah, yeah. So, the, the story of GM golf is basically Micah and I started it. Um, in Garrett 20- and Micah. Yeah. Garrett, Micah. We started in 2016. Yeah. Then Micah met a girl, got married, moved away. So, mm-hmm. then it was just me. And, you know, I was the only one doing GM golf for a very long period of time. I was the one who kind of started the YouTube channel. And then after me, Matt and Steven kind of do it, after me, Matt and Steven were doing that, I was like, hey, Micah, you want to come do YouTube again? He yeah. was like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. And so then we started all filming. And then after that, it just kind of. That's so dope. All fell I did not know that he was your cousin. Yeah. And I did not know that Steven was your friend from childhood. Yeah. That's so dope. Steven's basically my brother. Mike is my cousin. Yeah. Basically my brother. So. And Matt Scharf is your basically my brother. Yeah. yeah we're all brothers. That's all so dope, those. man. Yeah. yeah, Matt Matt gets uh gets every time Matt appears on somebody else's videos, like it's he either hits or people are like, Oh, this dude was Yeah, but that's how it in, is. in person though, like he's not like over like that's him. That's his like I yeah. I love hanging out with him. Like because yeah, he's he's never afraid to just fucking do the do the shit, you know? Th- that's why I liked him the most, because I was like, dude, just be yourself. Yeah. And he, that's, yeah. That yeah, yeah. Awesome. That's that's crazy. I did. I, I, I wouldn't have put that together. All right, so how did, so that, that came to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So th- that's the, the core four is what we say, the original four. And then now we have Bubby and Kyle, who yeah. are kind of in good, good as well. So Bubby's living at the house. Uh, he basically, so actually, it's kind of a funny story. Um, Perrick, I think, was coming down to Dallas from Chicago. Yeah. And Bubby is a friend of Perrick's. And before all this? Before all this. So Bubby's just, they both live in Chicago. They're friends, whatever. Perrick asks Bubby if he wants to come down with him, come to his apartment, hang out, whatever. Bubby rides down with him. Bubby's like, hey, I'm coming to Dallas. He hits me up. Bubby's kind of popping off on TikTok. So I'm like, hey, come to the house, whatever, let's hang out. Yeah. And we're just chilling. And I mean, within a week, we're kind of like, we're just hitting it off. And Bubby just never left. And yeah. we're, we're happy about it. We're yeah. like, it's good to have you, Bubby. Yeah. Then <laughs> so, Bubby's involved and it's great. So that's, that's that I, bro, small world, huh? Yeah. You know what's even, uh, right. and we talked about it last week on the podcast. Uh, Parrot grew up in Wheeling, Illinois. Really? Which is where I grew up. Well, I, yeah, essentially from 13 to fucking 21, I, I grew up in Wheeling. That's great. Uh, both John and Parrot lived 20 minutes from where I was at and I was always looking for people to fish with but none of my friends fished at the time in high school you know during that those times but that was always like that small of a of a world where they didn't go to Wheeling High School or any of the junior high schools that I or the junior high school that I went to but they were like in the same vicinity like the whole time which to me is like one of the wildest shit ever because (laughs) you know for for this level of of uh you know, success for what it's worth to come out of that, you know, those cities is like super rare. It's crazy. And then to have Bobby, it's who's crazy. who's part of you, like, isn't it, isn't that nuts? No, I mean, this, the thing about Bubby, we, we always talk about it. It's like, that's insane. The fact that that even happened. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he came down to Dallas with no expectations of even hanging out with us. I mean, yeah. he just hit me up. He's like, Hey, and Bubby actually, me and Bubby up until that tell, point, Bobby, tell him who Bobby is. Just we call him Bubby. Um, his name's Tom Broders. He's yeah. basically just part of Good Good, another golfer in our squad. Yeah. Um, but Bubby and I were playing a bunch of Call of Duty together before we met, actually. And so when he came down, we kind of like I guess met through Call of Duty, if you will. Yeah. When he came to Dallas, he was like, you know what? Let's hang out, Bubby. I'm down. That is that is one of the. Again, it's it's all about like small sort of um, 
small things that happen that that put you on a path that's like the weirdest thing ever for example right like the people that i work with now on the on, on the investment side with scoreboard yeah like we met them through i met them through this dude chris cheney my agent dan chacon at the time uh was you know somehow came across this dude named chris cheney right uh chris cheney's the guy that that uh that got the investment to to buy optic from me um but i talked to them first for for in august of 2016 then we said, yeah, the deal's not going to work with them, with Scoreboard. Um, and then a year later, we're in Frisco, and I, I reconnect with these dudes, and we, come, we become really good friends. Um, obviously, the whole, the whole thing happens with, with Infinite, but like everything that's, that, that started on that, in, on that first meeting with Scoreboard like, sort of set the path to where we are all at today. Right. Because you know, originally, it was like an esports thing. And then, you know, the, the Guggen thing started to happen. So we're like, you know, these dudes can help you with the business side of, of things. So we connected them. Then Matt comes into, Matt Kendrick comes into yeah. the picture as the manager. He becomes really good friends with us. And then the Guggen thing happens. And then we're like, all right, well, this is like a proven model that works, right? Like this is something that will work, does work. And, and there's a lot of uh, opportunity to do. Then um, obviously, Matt being such a big golf dude sort of like got together and I don't, I don't even know how it happened, but right. you guys just happened to be in a, in a space that, that, you know, that, that, you know, we all like right. him specifically because he's a, he's a good golfer and he obviously a good golfer. Right. Okay. So, so we're, we're, uh, what, what was the decision to move into the house? Like what, what did that, what did that look like for you guys? Cause you, were you, you didn't live here be, prior, right? No. You were in Arkansas or no, I'm sorry, Can Kansas, Kansas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess it was me, Colin, and Steven, who were like the original three to like yeah. be doing the house hunt, if you will. We came down and we were going Airbnb and then we couldn't find a house or we couldn't get approved for a house because yeah. we're three YouTubers yeah. trying to get in a house that mm -hmm. people don't really want to lease, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And so we go Airbnb, don't get approved. Another Airbnb, don't get approved. Hotel for two weeks. We have all of my stuff in my Jeep just packed to the... yeah freaking roof hotel for two weeks still not getting approved airbnb for two more weeks finally get approved for the house that we're in now yeah. and it ended up being the perfect house because yeah. we looked at multiple and we're like you know if we get approved this is great but it's not perfect mm -hmm. and then the one that we actually got approved for was great yeah and perfect so. it is nice yeah it's got a good grill better than my grill at home <laughs> like it's got the little thing where you raise it and stuff yeah um uh, coming together and living together is that the first time that you've lived like uh, in with a group of people? How has that has that yeah. been tough? Yeah, it no, it actually hasn't been tough at all, believe it or not, because all of us just get along. I mean, if we have an issue, we talk about it, and then it's it's past us, you know. So we're all doing great. I don't think we are, we really never have any problems in the house, to be honest. Yeah. But we basically, I mean, we basically live together in Kansas City, though, because I live with my parents and I have my putting green at my parents' house. That's where I started doing trick shots. Yeah. And so Steven and Matt would basically just be at my house all day, every day. Yeah. And Matt would sleep over at the house 99% of the time. So it basically feels the same way now. Now on the putting green in the back, like what made you start doing trick shots where you just. I think it was just because the putting green was there. I convinced my dad or, well, I guess Micah, there's more to this story. Micah moved in with us in Kansas city and yeah. was going to college at Kansas city, Kansas community college. Um, and so in that time, this was before social media around 2014, 2015, we convinced my dad to build a putting green and it cost us, I think 2,500 bucks. We built it ourselves. And then after that, I was just like, might as well put it to use. And I just downloaded Instagram. So yeah, might as well film it. <laughs> and was that one of those things where like, like you putting your stuff together, right? Like the, uh, the slabs of like, I, I, I've seen your videos before I even knew what the thing was. Gentlemen, buenos dias. How's it going? Garrett, the TST boys. How's it going, boys? GM Golf. Um, this happens all the time. Okay, oh, yeah. so like, I knew who you were before I knew who you were, essentially, that's what I'm saying. Because I do remember seeing the those little slabs of things right. and you doing the tick, 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 and then over <laughs> your head. So I was like, I'm like, man, this is fucking like insane. I would look at the views and I'm like, God damn. And that was, that was like, again, those were, those were sort of the awaken moments or the awakening moments where you realize that it doesn't stop with gaming, which is like obviously my main thing, right? It, stop, right. it doesn't stop there. Like you can, you can literally be passionate about something and then just make it happen. Yeah. Um, so again, back to that. Did you like? Where did you come up with the tricks? Were you inspired by anybody? Like, obviously, yep. you know, there, there's there's a lot of people that they've been there before. Yeah. So there were two. 
um, that I kind of, my inspiration behind the trick shots, Joshua Kelly, uh, hole-in-one trick shots is at, and then Coach Rusty. Those were the two that were really doing it. Uh, what I started doing was learning how to juggle with a golf ball and a golf club. And I had a full winter of just doing that. And I was trying to do these various tricks, you know, being able to just settle the ball in the club face yeah. and then hit it out of the air or something like that. Yeah. And then it progressed to slabs after I saw one of Brian Bro's trick shots where they hit it off four slabs and went in a hole. I was like, that's pretty cool. I feel like I could do six or something like that. Yeah. Put six together, hit it, went off, you know, all six slabs, went in the hole, yeah. sports center. Yeah. They were like, whoa, this is something we haven't seen before. Yeah. And so then I did more and more and more. Eventually, I think I did like 16 in a row or something. Jesus. 16, so, 16 bounces. Yeah. And slabs. It was crazy. How do you even like, like being homeschooled, they don't te teach you that sort of trigonometry, right? Or, <laughs> no. <laughs> no trigonometry uh, uh, prediction. No. It's trial and error. You yeah. Put up one slab, see where the ball goes, put up another one. It's just, just over and over going. and over yeah. again. Over and over. That is what the the thing that impressed me the most the most again is like I, I haven't seen somebody go as far as you so many different times uh my the greatest one you've ever hit in my opinion right because i i understand the the difficulty of that. i mean where you hit the ball where you bounce the ball and where you hit the ball to go float in the air and then you hit the other one to hit it that one was probably the hardest shot i've ever done actually yeah have yeah. you ever done that before no, I mean, I, was, I only did it one, one time. That one time. And so the story behind that is I tried that on and off for a year. Um, I tried it, you know, one day I was like, I think this is possible. Yeah. Hit it for probably, I would say like an hour. Never got it. Yeah. Next day, go out, hit it for probably 30 minutes, never got so it. So do you pick a trick and then go try to do the trick for a week or? Well, this one was just kind of on and off. I was like, eventually I'm going to get it. So I hit it for two straight days, never got it. Probably took a break and then forgot about it for a couple months, then would go back. And then that one night that I hit it and then hit it out of the air, it took two minutes. So I turned on the camera and I was so shocked because I had tried it on and off for a year. And then it just, it just happened. And then there was, so it, it was kind of funny. I was, I was hitting this trick shot and a fan of my videos was walking by and he was saying hi. And I was like talking to him. Then, you know, he was walking away and I, I put up the ball, hit it, hit it out of the air. As the guys walk, you can hear it in the background of the video. He's walking away. He says, have a nice, have a nice night guy. And I was like, you too, bro. And then while I said, you too, bro, it hit the ball in the air and I was just freaking out. I was like, what's going on? Yeah. Crazy. Well, did the kid see it? Did yeah, the dude saw, saw it? it? Yeah, he saw it. Did he come back? He's like, what the fuck? No, he didn't. It was weird. He just kind of looked and then he just walked away. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> he didn't say anything. He's like, hey, you know what's wild about that? Do you, are you fearful of uh, swinging a golf club without the camera being on? Yes, because I've made trick shots without the camera on. What's on the action. worst? What's the what's the one that you regret the most? I, so I was in my backyard, and I think I just hit this massive flop shot. It went up into the top of the trees, yeah. and then bounced off a couple. It like hit the house. Yeah, just a bunch of random stuff, and then went in the hole. Oh, it's like that's God. never gonna happen. No. Again. <laughs> any any more of those sort of? No. Like, so wish you would have captured. It, yeah, every once in a while it just happens. I don't I don't remember them exactly. One that I was recording is so. A shank is basically where there's a hosel on the club face on the inside. And if it hits that hosel, it goes straight right. Not a good shot. Yeah. Micah was hitting a chip, and I was recording him. He shanked it, bounced off a bunch of rocks, and went in. Yeah. I so it's, it has happened. You have it? Yeah, I have it. No, I recorded it, though. So that that's why, I mean... Normally, you wouldn't get something like that on film, and it. You and know. is it is it a mostly iPhone when you're doing the trick shots, or do you have iPhone, like actually it, iPhone pretty much all the time, unless we're filming like a trick shot YouTube video. So, I mean, you guys are seeing this on the camera because here you go. Matt's putting it there. <laughs> he shanked it off the rocks on accident and went in the hole. I mean, yeah. Then it got a bunch of views because people were like that. Yeah, that never to, happens. Yeah, that's not supposed that's, to happen. That's that's crazy. <laughs> is there a trick shot that that's sort of your unicorn that you want to hit that you haven't? that you practice, that you're going to, do you want to say it out loud? Like, because having somebody hit it, you know what I mean? Because if you think about it, right? Like, you you come up with this dope-ass idea for a shot, but you have such a big following. You have 400,000 subscribers on YouTube. Uh, how many on, on, on uh, Instagram? 310 or 11 right now, I think. Is 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 Twitter a, a gamer's only paradise? Like, it, I, I feel like gaming yes. is only on Twitter. It really, I mean, golfers are on Twitter, but it's mainly Instagram, YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, fishing is all Instagram. Like, sports is all Instagram. Like, Twitter yeah. sort of, I don't know why we made that our home, but it is our home. That's where all the games, especially Call of Duty, right? Because if you look at Counter-Strike, if you look at League of Legends, like, they weren't really that 
that popping in there because they didn't see the benefit of it. Everybody saw the you know the the YouTube as as the like the go to, and they wouldn't try anything else. So right. Um, but Call of Duty adopted that very very quickly, and that's like where everybody went to to do their messaging. Right. No, I mean I think that's I. It's something that I need to invest more time into for sure. Yeah. Because I'm only on Instagram, I'm on TikTok, and I'm on YouTube, and then Twitter. I just I don't know. I just never. No, you should, man. Twitter's a dope-ass yeah. popping place. I think place. I have 10,000 followers on Twitter. Just yeah, well, that, that, all the, his information is in the description down below. Uh, so make sure to follow him. The um, We'll talk a little bit about Good Good and, 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 and what you're doing there. Um, but I, I think, like, you wouldn't even have to. You, you can really just re-upload everything that you upload on, on Instagram and just do that. And I, I think that the opportunity to go work, because I've seen you on Twitter. Yeah. I just haven't seen on Twitter you on Twitter. I've seen you on other people's accounts right. on Twitter, just not you on Twitter. Yeah, ESPN and Bleacher Report are the yeah. two main ones that I feel like will post a viral trick shot that I'll see. But I, I think I've posted one that went kind of viral, got like a million views or something. But I just never... I don't know. It's a good place to be, man. Yeah. If, if I if I may, I like the Googans are never on Twitter except for Peric, right. but none of them. They're all on Instagram. and They focus all their time on Instagram. Uh, I think that we're the only ones that kill ourselves to be on every single platform except for TikTok. TikTok, we haven't really done a, a, a job there. TikTok's huge. Yeah, I know. Yeah, TikTok's yeah. huge. What's what is what's your TikTok? Uh, I mean, let me see. I don't know how many followers. I I think. 700 and some thousand 770,000 so it's and, my most followed platform yeah and do you do you ever like plug all your other stuff on tiktok to to get people to migrate I, or so i link my my youtube and my instagram and if i have a, a tiktok go viral people naturally will go click and go to my instagram and follow my instagram so yeah i mean you have so much potential on tiktok to go viral i've had a video get five million likes before like it's there's so much opportunity there it's crazy i i just don't think i get it. i was talking to banks i don't i'm like last time i saw him in person he's like dude i don't know about tiktok and i'm like i don't know about tiktok so i, I didn't feel that bad because if banks is not you know killing right. on tiktok i'm like i don't you know whatever but it's it's like i don't understand it like i yeah. know like when i see shit like that that i and i've i've gone through the dark in, into this like dark hole one night where Two hours just disappeared, and I'm like, "What the fuck am I doing?" Because it's that sort of platform. I'm just scrolling. I'm that's scrolling. What, well, that's every night for me, unfortunately. Yeah, I'll lay in bed just watching TikTok. I don't know what. So I don't know why. It's maybe it's my attention span is like sort of like Vine. I, I don't know what it was because Vine I spent a lot of time on as well. Right. Uh, but TikTok, uh, TikTok is just not the one that I've that I've done. And I've I I knew about TikTok when it was musically because Gary Vee would plug it so fucking much and be like, "It's the next big thing, next big thing. This is gonna be the biggest thing ever." Next week thing right and then sure enough they rebrand to tiktok and then it becomes this thing um so i i know what kind of contents i want to create there i just don't know where to even begin to to do any of that you know what right. i mean it's just one of those things where i'm just like eh, i don't know i mean maybe something like posting your clips of your podcast something funny that happened on a podcast yeah matt does like that, that already on tiktok yeah well, that's good I, I, yeah. what's the discoverability like, like on that on something like that i mean i've seen Various clips go viral of podcasts on TikTok. That's why I kind of said that. I mean, even Call of Duty clip. Call of Duty is huge on TikTok right now. Yeah, it's second. That's, it's that's the second my, or the first, the most, right? That's my. I mean, that's it's literally the most my searched. only. Really? Yeah. That's my only for you page. Just Call of Duty. Yeah. Pretty much it. I think. I think if I was to do it, I'd do a commentary over it just to you know. I, I, yeah. What, what I started with. So you watch Scumpy and you watch Pamash. Yeah. Those growing the up, two that I the really two. Pamash is the one that surprises me the most. Are you a sniper? Yeah. That's all I do on yeah. Warzone. Bar 98, Mac 10. My man. Yes, it's, 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 it, 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 there's Call of Duty <laughs> players, and then there are snipers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Shout out my man Blake over there. I don't know where he went, but... And, and Maniac. Shout out Maniac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, uh, there's Call of Duty players, and then there's snipers. You know yeah. what I mean? So that's, that's cool. Uh, do you watch any, any of the matches? No, I, I don't watch Call of Duty anymore. I don't I don't have time to be honest. Yeah. Because I'm doing other things or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you don't watch any of the matches, like the championship, there's a five hundred thousand dollar tournament this week. <laughs> Maybe I'll have to watch that yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. I, now that you say it, no, I'm gonna have to watch it. I never watch Call of Duty though. I don't really watch YouTube either though. No? No. All right. Well um tell me so for before we move on to the good good and, and what you guys are doing there. When this reopens Call of Duty, COVID, all that. When that reopens, we're going to have a homestand. Every team is required to have like a tournament in their home state yeah. or in their home city, which is Chicago for us. Uh, you need, you and the boys have to be there. I'm all down. of the Googans are coming. 
right? I'm in. I'm so in. all the good, good boys need to come, which leads me to good, good. What's going on there? What's the what's the plan? What is uh, I I I've, I see the apparel ahead of time. Yeah. Luckily, fire. This is the merch. Yeah. The apparel. I love fighting for part. Who came up with that? Steven, actually. Yeah. yeah. It's such a good fucking because like, you are right. Like it's such a good yeah. good uh, phrase. I like it. I love it. Yeah. Steven's a genius. No, uh, we're coming out with apparel. Yeah. So a full golf apparel line, polos. Mm-hmm. Quarter zips, yeah, golf hoodies, the whole thing, all all the above. So that's that. I would say that's the biggest thing that we got working right now. Yeah, the main thing that we're trying to do is we notice that on good good we get all six of the guys together every single video. Mm-hmm. We have the same six guys. Yeah, we don't want to. Every once in a while we might have five or four, but yeah. it's very rare that we don't have at least. I mean, I don't think we have filmed the video without four at least. Yeah. Um. So we just make it a priority that every single week we're all filmed together. Um and how many videos a week do you guys do on, on the main channel? Three, three I'm videos. Good, good. Okay, that's yeah. good. And we're just trying to pump out as much golf content as possible. So, I mean, that's that's the biggest thing. And now we just got apparel. That's what yeah. we're hyped for. I was was there something missing in the golf industry, like in fishing, for example? Like it's all it's so old school that <laughs> there's no real like I wouldn't go out and buy an Abu Garcia like. When Guggen came along, one of the things that I liked about it is that it was like more streetwear, right? Than any more comfortable, more my yeah. scene than than the, you know, than the, you know what I mean? Yeah, the apparel that we're trying to make is like you'll be able to wear it when you go out, yeah, or you can wear it on the golf course, yeah. Um, the golf hoodie is going to be my favorite because I love wearing hoodies on the golf course, and the old school way would say that that's kind of frowned upon, yeah, of course, in, in the golf community, especially yeah. if you're at a nice private golf course, but. Yeah. The game is quickly changing in yeah. that area. Um, Roy McRoy, a pro golfer, was one of the first to really do it yeah. on tour. Was yeah. he, he wore joggers kind of like this right here, yeah. and then he wore a hoodie because yeah. it was kind of cold outside. Yeah. And then people were all talking about it. They're like, whoa, he's wearing a hoodie on yeah. the golf course. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, that's awesome. Because that's, that's what I want to see because I feel like it, it's pretty sad how a lot of courses will turn new golfers away because they're not wearing the proper clothes. Yeah. Like what if you just turned away the next – Tiger Woods, yeah. for example, because he was wearing a T-shirt and shorts to yeah. his first time golfing. You guys said yeah. he couldn't play. Yeah, yeah. I just think I, I think we need to make golf available for for more people instead of just you know you have to wear a college shirt. You got to yeah. wear golf shorts. You got to tuck it in. All that yeah, that's the the tucking part is the is the one that I have a problem with. I don't yeah. mind tucking it, but the one time that I went, I didn't have a belt, and yeah. I I don't have any golf gear, so I went to buy some shorts and whatever. Right. The pants that I bought were just like. You know, nineties and nineties NBA right. fucking suits, like just massive bell bottom or pipe things. I'm like, I can't wear this. I was gonna roll up the bottoms to make it at least like you gotta see my shoes, right? Right. But I was just like, nah, I'm just gonna wear shorts. And the shorts were like tie on tie on shirt uh, shorts. So they're like, you need to tuck that shit. I'm, like, I'm not tucking shit. It's like, well, right. they're gonna kick us out. I'm like, well, let's see if they try. I'll tuck it <laughs> if they say. It. Anyway, we went on the the whole golf course without me having to to tie that. Um, Tie that up. So, and to be clear, for any of the golfers who are watching this video um, and this podcast, like there are certain courses that I do believe can maintain those. You know, you have Values certain. And culture. Yeah, I, I think that's totally fine. But especially when it comes to like public courses, that I, I feel like there are, should be a lot of public courses in certain areas that are just available to and any you know someone trying to get into the golf. Yeah. Wearing a t-shirt, so. Cool. So what's the website that they can get the, 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 the this is the apparel that you need to get, right? If you're not trying to look lame out there. <laughs> Goodgoodgolf.com. Check it out, guys. And what's the, what's the, what's, what's the deal with good, good? Where, what, what is, what is, is that, does that, does that have any connotations in golf? Yeah. Or? So basically if you're playing with another guy and you guys have the same putt, you're about three feet away. One's on the other side, one's on this side, and you guys want to just give each other the putt. Yeah. Not have to putt it. So the good? Good? Yeah, good, good, good. 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 <laughs> Bell? Bell? Bell. You got to pee? Dude. <laughs> hold, on, freaking... hold on, hold on. No, no, sit down, sir. We got to, oh, we got to, no. you really got to go? No, no, we're good. We're good. Okay. How, bro, say... <laughs> like twice, I think you hold the record. Caffeine. Ah. Whenever I drink caffeine, it, it destroys me. Yeah, <laughs> I just really. Always have to pee it, okay. so bad. Nah, bro. I, I'm a camel. My, I, I, I can hold it for that. Look, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna keep you holding. I'm gonna no, let, let nature good. take its course. <laughs> uh, but thank you for coming on the podcast, man. I appreciate yeah. it. Uh, all of your information is gonna be in the description down below. You guys should check it out. They're doing some, some actually some revolutionary shit, right? Like it's never been done in golf. Yeah. Right. Like the 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 influencer golf living together, creating content together. You know, essentially just living a dream life, uh, doing what you guys love to do. So. 
a lot of fun. Do you guys have veer off of that? Do you any plans for a gaming channel? We want to. I because we all are we're gaming already. We might yeah. as well might as well put it on video. Yeah, you know? hell yeah. Upload it. Why not? Because you're gonna hit a sniper shot. Yeah. That you're gonna be like, okay. I should have been recording. I, I'm sorry, I have to show you this. Yeah, please. I, so do. I I hit my like one of my first collats and Warzone. Yeah. Where is it? Did I? No, I didn't delete it. <coughs> Collat team wipe. This was it. <coughs> Let me see. There you go. Did you put it on TikTok? No. I was like, going afterwards. Oh collapse. yeah, yeah. And you got the third atop. Yeah. Okay. Damn, and you stopped just to, to <laughs> was, enjoy the view. Like, that I'm was nasty. <laughs> That's so dope. All right. Well, thank you for coming on, man. Appreciate thank it. Uh, hopefully, one day we'll do an entire good, good pod. Do you guys have any podcasts or anything coming up? Soon. Soon. 250K subscribers. 250,000. We'll drop the first one. We're getting close to 200K. So. It's cool. Just, do you guys have all the mics and all that stuff? Not yet. Okay. We, well, you're we welcome to, to use the facility. <laughs> Uh, Maddie can help up set up all the cameras press record leave you guys alone you guys can do it sounds There's good plenty of room plenty of lights you guys are always welcome thank you I appreciate thank you for coming it. on brother appreciate thanks you again everybody me. thanks so much for tuning in if you guys enjoy the podcast share it if you guys are golfers make sure to uh, check out uh, this dude's uh, information on the team uh, uh, info in the description below uh, thank you to DoorDash for sponsoring the podcast we'll see you guys next time Maddie hit him with the music goodbye <laughs>